Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing the question, does inequality actually matter? Uh, Nick, does inequality matter? Well, um, we just had... Uh, I don't know if you're much of a news hound, Fraser, but we've just had what they call a general election. Uh, yes. Uh, and um, looking at the two parties, the the Labour Party who who lost uh, are obviously very highly motivated by this equality message, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of their a lot of their manifesto was focused on how they were going to deal with what they perceived to be you know the big problem of inequality in modern Britain. Mm. Uh, it largely involves setting up lots of organisations to monitor and enforce various e- equality policies. Some of them with quite slightly scary, Stalin, Stalin-y sounding names like the Emancipation Educational Trust uh, <laughs> and and the replacement of the Social Mobility Commission with the Social Justice Commission and things. It's all very 1970s Labour stuff. It's yeah. it's you know classic. So anyway, they they didn't win, so we don't have to worry about exactly what was in it. But clearly, part a big part of their message was this issue of inequality. Yeah. Now you will have you will of course have heard that you know we're now living in an era of massive global and you know national inequality and it's getting worse and the top you know five people own more wealth than the bottom billion all of that yeah uh, well I we can talk a little bit about whether that's true yeah right too long didn't read it probably isn't really right we could talk about that. But I think I want to focus more on, well, if it was true, well, would hold on, it sorry. Would we, we don't care? want to talk about what, sorry? We don't want to talk about what? Whether it's true, this Wh- this narrative about, you know, inequality okay. got worse. Yeah, 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 Suffice yeah. to say, look, the evidence is mixed. And, and um, it, you know, it's not the I think this narrative that I think a lot of people have, that inequality has got a lot worse, that, you know, I mean, it just doesn't, it, just talking about income inequality, it's probably it does depend on various things like what measure you use but the point is that that's not a very strong whatever trend has occurred is not very strong Mm -hmm. uh it's not inequality might piss you off but it's not the case you can't make a very strong argument for saying it's now somehow significantly worse than it used to be Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people will intuitively just think that's that's can't be true because we've heard so much about it but when you look at the numbers i think it depends if you greatly if you concentrate on income versus wealth yeah i mean I mean, that, so there's a lot of wealth things being, we can talk wealth about. Wealth being much there. harder to measure. But yeah, well, well, exactly. And, and and wealth also consisting of a lot of um, intangible types of inequality like social capital and, you mm, know, yeah. Uh, your, yeah. So, so yeah, all, all that kind of thing. But I think a more interesting question for me is mm. why do we care? Mm. Why is it a problem? Why should the fact that there's someone who's a thousand times richer than you make you any worse off? Like if we just eliminated that person, you, you'd be no better off. So why does that person existing suddenly make you a problem or make the inequality a problem? Okay, I mean, just off the bat, it seems to me that, you know, an answer that people might give is that um, it means that that person who's a thousand times better off can access uh, better services, for example, like health, for example, um, education. Um, yes, it's true that a rich person has can buy more things than a poor person. But why is that necessarily a bad Yeah, that thing? is by definition the case. Yeah. yeah, but for example, let's say you're super rich and um, you need to have some super expensive cancer treatment um, and you can access that, but someone who needs the same cancer treatment uh, can't access it because they don't have the money. 
Isn't yeah, that but, yeah, becomes... but the, the rich person not being there wouldn't magically make the cancer treatment affordable. Mm. The fact that that rich in, person in, can afford it doesn't stop it being affordable. And, and indeed, for... it might make it might might prevent trickle down that we would otherwise have, uh, have benefited from. Yeah, hold on, look, I can easily sort of you know. Um... I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the word trickle down again. Yeah. No. <laughs> it is. A, let's just say a very contentious yeah. issue, which yeah. we won't worry too much about. Let's. But yes, I mean, it is. Yeah, a question of obviously rich people do support jobs. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You, if that money disappeared that they had, we would be worse off. There's no doubt about that. But it's the question of what about transferring? I think that's that's what that's the question. Should we do things to to lessen that inequality? Um, I don't know, Peter. Well, uh, yeah. Even though it might not necessarily, you know, help anybody if you got rid of all the rich people, hmm. there is quite a lot of evidence to suggest that nations and regions with particularly the high inequality have um, they they score poorly on various other social economic metrics. Mm-hmm. So just the, the, by by the very na- by the very virtue of the fact that there is some sort of correlation between goodness in, th- in terms of things like happiness and trust and health things like obesity and the level of inequality in a, in a region or, or a nation suggests that there is some bad thing going on that's well hold up though because is that's poverty which isn't necessarily the same thing as inequality like if i suddenly no if i man, no listen because if i magicked up a bunch of poor people right now we would have more inequality because there'd be more people at the bottom and the same number of people at the top, right? Um, that would, but but you know, the problem there isn't the inequality; it's the fact that there's people in poverty, right? Which is not the same thing. Let's well, just the stu- separate those. The, the two. studies I've been looking at uh, from UNICEF and other things no, uh, account for the fact, account for the general. They normalise for the increase in the bottom wages, so overall poverty has gone down mm. life is generally better for everybody mm. but the gap between the poorest people who are earning more than they were t- say 10 years ago mm. and the very richest people has increased yeah so the rich people are running away um with literally with all the money but you just but said the, those poor people are better off they are better off but the but the the, the so they're better off than they were 10 years ago but there's still a trend of the of the, those regions and nations with higher inequality and low scoring on metrics such as child well well being, homicide rate, maths and math, math and uh, yeah, but literacy. What, but what I'm saying is that you would expect to find that. Let's say you randomly distributed poor people and rich people around, mm. you would find that the highest that the highest inequality areas were where there were more poor people. Like by definition, that's all I'm saying is like you you can increase the inequality by increasing poverty. It's it doesn't necessarily it's a mathematic it's just a mathematical thing. Yeah, like no, you, that correlation think, will exist. But they're given that the, 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 the inequality is driven I by I a various seen this analysis. I've got no idea. I'm pulling this out of my bum, the, but the, I don't the, trust it. The, the the inequality is driven more so by the small number of very rich people than it is by the large number of very of very poor people. So if you've got a population that's got a level of inequality, right, pick a metric, doesn't matter. Yeah. So you've got like 100,000 poor people and then 10 very rich people. Mm. If you add one more poor person, inequality barely changes. But add another very rich person, inequality will jump quite a significant amount. Mm. But isn't the issue rather... Yeah, but those ne- but if, given that we're saying, what we're saying is 
that we think the inequality drives causes right adding what ah, you're saying well, is that adding yeah. that rich person is somehow uh, going to cause yeah, social well, problems I'm, I'm, I'm not, and i'm saying i can't see no, how, I, how i'm not i'm not i'm not saying there is a causation i'm, okay. I'm saying there is a correlation right between, I know, but, what, so I'm, I'm saying i think that could just be purely mathematical like but look i think you're um coming at this in a rather elitist fashion as uh, sitting in your ivory tower um, yeah. because you're, it's all very well that um, you can look at this and say, look, these are the facts. Just because we do this, you know, it, it's, you're, you're looking at it very top down. But, but the difference is about perception. Because if you're one of those people who's one of the poor people, um, and, 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 and let's say that the media is reporting about all this inequality, and you're gonna, and you start to see as that person the difference between your life and the people you're seeing on um, celebrity, you know, Love Island or something. Then that's what's going to make you feel bad about. You're going to go, yeah, there is inequality around. I so think this that is, I think is a problem of perception. There's, this is important, but that doesn't legitimize that that feeling, right? It doesn't the fact that people do sense that they're the victims, let's say, of inequality, mm. doesn't legitimize that if the facts do not support that. So That's how are you going to re-educate these people? Well, there are because well, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying the facts don't support it. What I'm saying is that the facts don't strongly refute it either. I mean, it's not you know there isn't there isn't the evidence is not very clear that there's been an increase in inequality or that it's particularly bad in terms of the consequences, right? So that's what I'm saying is there's no empirical evidence that strongly suggests oh inequality cause somehow causes poor people to be worse off. Well, that's, there, that's there, are, there are some quite intuitive so, mechanisms which do sound plausible. Go on, far away. Um, so uh, th I'm just they're referencing Simon Telford, who's uh, I think he was deputy, he used to be deputy director at the Centre for Economic Reform. Um, so he, he he said there are three major drivers for inequality, which themselves cause a, deg a degradation of opportunity for the poor mm -hmm. and it, and inequality is a sort of self-reinforcing phenomenon um so they, they are so so a lack of a lack of skills in uh poorer uh regions mm -hmm. and that that uh, that that leads to poorer achievement at school mm -hmm. less achievement and attainment at university mm -hmm. which then further increases inequality Mm -hmm. in that region uh the other the second is um uh, lack of infrastructure and affordable housing in mm. poorer areas which again is self-reinforcing because businesses will move to better areas increasing inequality mm -hmm. um fewer people can afford their own houses uh so they cannot get on the housing ladder and they cannot start accumulating wealth uh, uh by through property they have to they're paying rent to somebody every month Mm -hmm. um, and finally, um, centralisation of power. So this is both government power, but also commercial power. Mm -hmm. So London, for example, in the southeast, most of the big businesses in the UK, financial, etc., are, are mm -hmm. live mm -hmm. in London, which drains talent and drains resources from other parts of uh, of the UK, mm -hmm. further exacerbating inequality regionally, mm -hmm. um, and uh, also sort of steals the, the people who would otherwise start businesses in in, in well when you places. say it steals them i mean those people are upping sticks and coming here to london that is um because they can create more wealth here right i mean i mean that's the it's not like london is sucking them in against their will i mean they're, they're queuing up to come here 
So, so and it's causing, but it's but worsening had, had inequality they, simply they, by removing yeah. rich people that or, or highly skilled people. Like it's not. Yeah, but had they stayed, had they stayed where they were, they may have started the business and employed three or four people. So there would have been externalities that improved, that helped other people in that area. But because they moved to London to suit themselves in a sort of slightly more selfish way, they mm. they they may earn more here, but Did, they they're not having a sort of external benefit to those people uh, to the to the their neighbors from where they came these seem like pretty persuasive arguments to me um nick well uh, well actually well i, I think i think we're, we're beginning to touch on this whole issue of the extent to which we should care about uh or or the, ex- the extent to which i mean i mean some of these obviously the mechanisms are kind of disputed here and i mean if it's the case that moving that person you know when they come to london they're going to employ poor people in london right so so you know but possibly because you know there is some efficiency gain through coming here um they'll create let's say create more wealth than they would have done if they'd stayed you know yeah but uh, it is north. it's fairly regionally um, um i know but why biased. should we care i mean the point is that the same number of people are benefiting who cares where they are like it's completely arbitrary no i mean whether they're up north or whether they're in london like, like the point is that that the same number, the same wealth is going to be created. The same number of people are going to enjoy that wealth, but not They're in the same in location. Places. Who cares? Well, right, if you're living, if, if you're living in a ghost town where everyone's okay, if you live, if you live in ghost town where everyone's sort of gone off to live in London, there's no opportunities locally, and that makes it I pretty think, depressed. I think the point is that the, the few people, few people are benefiting. It's reinforcing the the sort of centralization of wealth. It is lowering inequality though up north. Yeah, because it's if people, sucking if, away people the rich if people, if people stayed in if, if if this this sort of runaway situation of inequality didn't exist and people could get a well-paid job from somewhere uh a bit down the heel up north somewhere perhaps stayed there uh perhaps earn slightly less but they'd be pouring their their, their disposable income back into the local economy yeah, but, but be... some people down here wouldn't be benefiting no is the it, point is that the it's... people down here are already quite okay because they're they are but, but yeah but then we t- so this isn't about inequality this is again it comes back to saying that um or, or you're presupposing you're presupposing that it's better that you know someone who's got almost nothing gets 10 pounds than that someone who's already got 20 pounds gets 10 pounds and that's what's at issue no i think you're oversimplifying no, because no you are you're saying if we could, if we could employ people and keep them where they were and stop them from migrating to london then more money would be going into local economy and local taxes, which would improve infrastructure, which would improve it for everybody and make it more likely that other people would then be able to start businesses and employ other people. And it would just, it would, it would, uh, it would spread it. Spread. It was a more even dis- it, distribution. Yeah, I mean, of- I, I don't know. Because I, I just I feel like the story that we're talking about here isn't inequality making these areas worse. Is these areas being being having poor infrastructure except and skills etc causing the inequality or, or it's not even causing inequality because it's causing rich people to leave it's lowering inequality it's it's lo- it's it's probably flattening the 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 income distribution at the bottom end this is not got nothing to do with inequality is what i'm saying like inequality is just a side effect of a story that you're telling i know look i mean the thing is that if you look at okay what is the what's the question is does inequality have some association with like growth and wealth and um there is some suggestion i think on average the studies suggest that the that inequality is associated with higher growth right so to some extent we've got to make a choice between a more even distribution of the pie and a bigger pie 
and the why are you shaking your head it's just a no, fact I've just no, 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 what no, I said no, no, I no. say one thing you agree you, no, no, with and then no, no, you disagree no. with a direct because you've corollary. rephrased your own question because the question that we are asking is does inequality matter yeah, and, that's and what, what you've just said to me yeah. or to us and to our listeners is actually what we're asking here does inequality matter for growth which is a different thing no 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 Listen, well, it is. listen, I'm not. I'm saying that to some extent we are facing a choice between having a more even distribution of the pie yeah. by intervening to try and do something about inequality, whatever level, uh, or a bigger pie, right? That is the, that's more or less the choice you face. And that is just that's a, about one of, one of the most iron laws in economics you can have. The more intervention, the more redistribution you have, the lower the you're going to get growth, right? So, so you're, there is some trade-off. Well, isn't the make. question now, then? If, yeah, why no, don't? Yeah, why listen, do we? Yeah, lesser growth then could be an option. Why? Because you're already presupposing that we should care about inequality. And what I'm saying is, like, let's say you cared about the plight of poor people. Well, in dynamic free economies, poor people are richer than poor people in heavily statist economies, where they attempt to to flatten the distribution of the pie. Right. So, so what I'm saying is that if you care about the the actual level of income of poor people, mm. you should stop caring about inequality and and actually try and promote sort of economic freedom and, and accept that inequality is going to be a side effect of that. Mm. And there is very strong evidence that economic freedom is associated with inequality. Right. So when you get freedom. The, the natural inequalities mm. of, you know, talent, you know, innovation, um, intelligence, looks, blah, 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 will have a greater chance to express themselves in the form of inequalities of income. But that sort of approach and that sort of system can in, can endanger it, itself, right? So, for example, let's say if we say... You're worried about riots, basically. Yeah, well, let's say if you say, well, look, it doesn't matter if from these other areas, if there's a drain and, hey, actually, logically, there's actually um, a lessening of inequality because of that, okay? But the stuff that happens in the regions also affects what happens at the centre on a national level. And a great way of that um, happening is general elections, for example, okay? Um, but this is where it gets a little bit messy because it goes back to the original question of, if I was saying, oh, there's a, a, a greater um, a perception amongst people that, that there are other people that are better off than me and I'm not happy about that. Mm. But then you have a party that's saying, hey, we're going to improve your situation. And, and as you were saying, the central message of the Labour Party was uh, we're going to improve uh, levels of in, in, inequality. Mm. And yet still they don't get voted for. Yes, um, because I think it's a bit of a myth that people are highly motivated by kind of this sense of like envy at, but it is something i want to talk about because i think we're getting onto a different issue but which is really important which is now normally economists talk about um wealth uh as is very much not a kind of zero-sum game you know that is not the case and, it, and this is you know demonstrated in any number of studies or places you want to look at it's not the case that someone else getting richer makes somebody else poorer it's the opposite if anything right um it, it, the, the more freedom you have with trade the more people will you know will be able to find wealth creating opportunities and share that wealth with one another um and uh and but it is nevertheless the case that there is a zero-sum element to sort of status you know you cannot we can't all be high status someone has to be at the bottom of the heap now and i think this is what you mentioned sort of the love island effect the instagram problem you know of actually the more vis the more exposed you are to people who are very much above you on the social scale mm. the more socially and status anxious that you will be mm. and so i think that is a problem 
Mm. Uh, but mm. that, that's more of an inherent fundamental problem. I mean, that is we're hierarchical. Mm. We care about status. You look at, you know, some of the most heavily and ideologically communist countries that ever existed where wealth might have been much flatter, but status, the need to find status hierarchies expressed itself in other forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're right. If you're a senior party member, brilliant. But, you know, you still have inequality, but it's inequality um, of power in that situation, you know. I think you're too much of an economist and not enough of a political scientist, Nick. Um but also, there's something else to sort of do with that to do with the election as well. You're too you're too rational sometimes, Nick. Um, there's there is something I want to get onto a little bit later about um, what's just happened in the in the election and inequality. But Peter, um, anything to add at this point? Um, uh, well, just just to add that it, it you know, I'm not sold on the idea that inequality is is a is the driver for problems. It's a strong it's strongly correlated with with various social economic measured problems um but uh let's just that yeah the, but, but bear in mind the uk is one of the worst in the world mm-hmm. so we're, we're stop seven. saying worst that already presupposes it's bad okay we're, we're one of, we're UK one of, most has one of the highest levels of inequality yeah. because in we have so many rich people um we're seventh it turns out and uh, ahead of us are mexico is the is the highest then united states israel estonia spain and greece um and in europe we're obviously with the with with the with the say for greece and spain we're 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 right up there but we have uh yeah, we, we we for example we have nine of the ten poorest areas in europe hooray uh, and top of the list and and only and, and one and one of the richest do you know what the ten. outlier is what's the other what's the region that's poorer than that's in the, uh that's it's in somewhere the... in the netherlands I think. oh really well yeah. i mean you know there you go, because look, you you know these all this awful inequality we have in the UK and and the US does not stop people literally risking their life to come come here with penniless, because you know economic freedom is is valued by people. So I mean to go back to the election, I think that this this whole issue of we think about the distinction between right and left and 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 sort of what they prescribe and what they care about. I think um, it's fair to say that the right cares more about the rules by which we, you know, run society and the left cares more about the outcomes in society. So in other words, the left is much more concerned by actual inequalities that exist. The right is much more concerned about things like inequality of, of sort of opportunity and making sure that, you know, that resources are efficiently used. Um, but as long as activity is voluntary, it doesn't really matter like the, the whatever however the however we arrive at the ends and this is where some of the sort of the very libertarian arguments against uh, well which which say well inequality is fine come from which is that actually unless you can prove that the inequality was driven by some kind of malicious behavior like fraud or theft what's the problem mm. and you know the famous sort of nozick example of wilt chamberlain the the it's, i mean it's a thought experiment but that you know let's say that labor party gets elected and immediately redistributes all the wealth according to how it thinks it ought to be redistributed the very next day wilt chamberlain a famous basketball player i'm given to understand from the 80s uh plays a basketball game and and you know a hundred thousand people all pay a pound to watch him Mm. uh substitute someone like wayne rooney if you like uh Mm. and uh and he now has a hundred thousand pounds 
they're all one pound less well off mm. suddenly we're now quite a way away from that even distribution of wealth but who's to why is that wrong like where's the wrongness in what just happened the only way you could prevent that from happening is by ma literally making it illegal for for someone to sell their services here's a question we need to wrap up fairly soon actually we've zipped by actually um i've got an essay question for you uh, for us to wrap on, yeah. up on okay um one an essay question i've just invented good um the results of the 2016 um uk referendum on exiting the european union or not were a direct result of the uk being one of the most having amongst the highest levels of inequality in global economies discuss peter i mean i've got i can i can, I can come back to you asap I think it would may, maybe be a contributor. I think there's a lot of uh, people who uh, who who see who perceive inequality, mm. and they perceive that as being a direct cause uh, for their uh, for their lack of for, lack of lack of fortune, lack of opportunity. Mm. Um, so it may well have been a contributing factor, and there's a there's a strong correlation between the areas which are the richest and those which are the poorest and that how they voted i believe mm. um so yeah i think that was a sounds is a sound hypothesis mm. that uh, was a Nick. factor i think this is the i think this is what the labor party bet on they bet on the fact that you know pe people in those areas they didn't bet on it because if they the did they they would have pushed for brexit in the election but sorry i no, i, I no, really no, interrupted no. you the point is they bet that they bet on the fact that inequality was what was motivating this sort of schism between, you know, leavers and remainers, mm -hmm. essentially. And it's not true. It isn't what motivates people. We've mm -hmm. seen that. Why would why would they why would, you know, people go in droves up up in sort of poor, you know, ex mining towns all go and vote for an Oxbridge educated, you know, Etonian like Boris over, you know, a supposed man of the people like Jeremy Corbyn. People are not motivated, by and large, right, in the, in the round by concerns about inequality per se. Maybe lack of opportunity, maybe lack of development, you know. Um, and but, but, I mean, you know, it, it just isn't the case that people, that inequality, and inequality isn't why people voted for Brexit. You know, uh, it's it, a whole host of things. But you ask people, and they what they talk about is things like you know immigration being disruptive, and um, yeah, no, but you're saying, and, but you know, no, no, you're getting it the wrong way around. To, people no, don't go to the polls, going uh, to the voting booth, going, oh, I'm unequal, and so therefore I'm going to vote for the party that's going to give me greater equality. Um, I would say that they go there with um, a set of beliefs that are. Uh, uh, that have come out of their inequality. Yeah, I think like a lot of um, like a lot of people, sort of labour strategists, you're making the assumption that poor people can't really think for themselves mm. and don't really understand what's motivating them. Whereas I, I would at least start with the hypothesis that you can take their their concerns at face value, you know, and and that it, explains it, it, that. I think that hypothesis better explains the behaviour you've seen over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. And I and and if the I think if the I'm concerned because I kind of want the Labour Party to be much more effective than it is. Mm. Um, if they continue down this route of you know, well, um all these stupid people up north don't know what's good for them so we just need to keep telling them how stupid they are and then and how racist they are and how what they should really care about is this other set of things they are not going to get into power again mm. and that concerns me yeah i mean you're right the way i put it it's quite condescending and patrician right 
Um, I think people have had enough of that. Enough of the experts. <laughs> um, look, I just feel that we could keep going here. Um, I do want to say, though, I've come over as quite, I think, provocatively, like I don't really care about inequality or anything. I mean, I do want to say it's much, it is much, it is a really complex issue and there are lots of things. There are good arguments for why, why you know, why you, it's something you need to take account of. I think I'm just a bit annoyed by the sort of narrative you get a lot, yeah. which is, it's 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 a really terrible problem and it's something we should specifically focus on i'm i'm, I'm not persuaded by that yeah, yeah, yeah. um we've run out of time anything to, anyone wants to sign off on okay. well you know you look at the who's been talking i've done all the talking poor old peter he's as he often complains hasn't had got a word in edgeways but he's but, happy but right but i mean the point is that maybe he didn't want to we can't, <laughs> how do we know you know as long as he had the equality of opportunity then you know we're fine yeah. um well look, let's stop there uh thank you as always for listening to the cognitive engineering podcast i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with peter coghill and nick here of aleph insights until next time goodbye mm-hmm.